Welcome to Bruin Success, where we talk to UCLA alumni and explore the many paths to success beyond UCLA. I'm your host, Katie Russo, and to kick off a new year of Bruin Success, I'll be sharing a few career tips that you can use as you begin the new year. Whether you're applying for your first job after UCLA, working towards a promotion, or seeking a new role or changing careers entirely, these tips will help you clarify your career goals for the year and offer steps to start 2021 off on the right foot. First, you want to take some time to reflect on the past year. Consider the career and professional goals that you had for yourself over the last year and acknowledge all the change you experienced and give yourself plenty of grace for many of you needing to put goals on pause or on hold as you just manage to take care of yourself and get through the year. Next, assess what you like and dislike about your professional experience in 2020 or over the last year. Think about what a What aspects of your job do you really enjoy that fulfill you? And what aspects of your job would you prefer to do without? Additionally, what are some new areas of experience or skills that you'd like to gain from this point forward? Next, I'd like to talk about job searching and thoughts on gaps on your resume from 2020. First, remain focused and positive. It's important that no matter what happened last year, that you took care of yourself personally and made sure that your mental health and well-being was able to get through everything going on. Don't let the factors outside of your control define you and understand that you're not alone if you experienced significant changes in your employment last year. The other thing on that note is that it's okay to be honest about those changes leading to gaps in employment. Like I said, Employers are compassionate and understanding, and we all know what last year in 2020 looked like. And people are compassionate and more than willing to give grace for the reality that occurred for so many folks because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the economic downturn. From there, show initiative and, that you've taken during these, this challenging year and let the employer see that, you know, even with the different changes, these are some of the things that you were able to focus on or It's allowed you to reflect on your career, and because of that, now this is the type of work that you want to pursue. Now, I want to share some resume tips for 2021. First, understand the role of your resume in the hiring process. Once again, the whole reason that you work on your resume and we spend so much time on it is to get you that first phone screen and that first interview for the job. Ultimately, we know the goal is to land that job but your resume and the purpose of it is to just land that interview. Your resume is also your most important self-marketing tool. It is a document that you should feel confident about and should express your experience. It should tell your story and it should show someone what have you accomplished and what type of work have you contributed to the world. You also want to write your resume for the intended audience. So as you're working on your resume, you do want to think about the applicant tracking systems, human resources, and hiring managers who will be screening and looking at your resume once you submit your job application. That being said, it's important that you tailor your resume for the intended intended audience. As you're working on your resume in comparison to the job description, take a look at key words and skills that come up multiple times in that job description. For example, in the qualifications or requirements section of the job description, What are those absolutely must-have skills or experience, and how can you make sure that those key words listed on the job description show up in your resume? You want to make it as easy as possible for that hiring manager 
or recruiter to see the direct connection of how you are qualified for the job. Also, make sure, once again, in talking about you know, significant changes in employment from last year, show your resilience during the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's okay to be honest about whatever happened in terms of your job status and or if you were taking care of a loved one, family member, partner, whatever it may be. Um, be honest and know that people are understanding and will absolutely give grace for everything that happened last year. You also want to follow a storytelling framework when you're describing your skills and accomplishments. So your bullet statements on your resume should always be results oriented and outcome and, and focus on your key outcomes. So think about your experience with this type of framework. As you look at each ex experience or job on your resume, once you finish that job, what were three, at least three key takeaways that you left that job with? And that's always something that I advise, you know, clients and students and alumni that I work with to think about when you walked away from that role, what are the three or four takeaways that you now have? What are key skills you gained, key experience you gained? How are you a better professional as a result of that role? And how are you more prepared for the next position? It's also beneficial for you to update your resume regularly throughout the year. This is something that I know gets forgotten about by many of us as we continue on through our jobs and manage everything that life throws at us. But if you are job searching or thinking about a career move, it's much easier for you to take time and set aside time to update your resume, you know, I would say like every few months throughout the year. That way you can think about recent work projects and accomplishments and focus on writing those statements in the moment versus having to get your resume fully updated and it'll take way more time as you're working on a job application that may be due in a short time frame. All right, so once you have applied to jobs and you've landed that interview, now I can share some interviewing tips with you to make sure that as you are in that setting, you're able to convey your experience effectively and showcase why you are the ideal candidate for the role. So as you're going into an interview, you really want to make sure that you take time to do your research on the company you're applying to. You want to read that job description very thoroughly and understand what it is they're asking you to do. And from there, I encourage you to go on the company website, take a look at the about us page, look at the mission, vision, values, and, you know, look at the, I would say, like different leadership boards, the staff, and make sure you really understand what is important to this organization and how do they move their work forward and what are their priorities or what are their values that they, no matter what, they will hold on to. From there, you really want to start to think about shaping a concise narrative to expand on the experience that you've shown through your resume and your cover letter. So the way to do that is to start to ensure that you have your memory bank of stories and examples. And by that, I mean, I'm sure many of you, as time has gone on and you've interviewed a number of places, you have worked on creating a few go-to stories and examples from past jobs and experiences to answer the behavioral questions that you will get presented with during your interviews. So for example, Whenever someone asks a question that has a key prompter that indicates it's a behavioral question, which shows that they really just want you to tell them about a past time where you had an experience or a situation and explain what you did, how you handled that situation. 
The behavioral interview is really uh, just allows the employer to get a better understanding of how do you behave and interact in the workplace? How do you handle stressful situations? Are you someone who stays calm and acts rationally? Things like that. They just want to see the way you respond to a variety of situations, tasks, and to-dos that might come up in the workplace. So some of those questions may be, you know, some of those prompters, tell me about a time when you demonstrated leadership. Can you give me an example? Tell us about a time when blank. So any of those that kind of prompt you to think about a, an example or a story from the past and thinking about, you know, what's on your resume, start to make sure that you have those go-to stories and examples for when they, you know, ask that question. Tell me about the time where you worked with a difficult colleague and have those at the ready that way you know the stories and you're prepared to walk into that situation with a good grasp of how you can convey past experiences, lessons learned, and how you respond in a variety of situations. The other thing I would recommend that is helpful during those interviews is you can think about using the CAR method as a simple framework in answering any question that they may throw your way. So the CAR method is simple. It's three letters and stands for context, action, result. Whenever they ask you one of those behavioral questions, you can respond with that framework in mind by a context, briefly sharing what you were doing and what was, what was the task you were faced with and giving a little bit of information around the situation action from there. What was, what was the problem you had to solve and what specifically did you do? And then result, what was the outcome of that situation? What happened? How did things end up? And know that every time you are sharing a result or potentially an answer to one of those questions in your interview, you don't always have to pick these stories where, you know, everything went super well at your company and there was unicorns, rainbows, you reached all the, all your goals for the year. It can be, the result can be those lessons learned and it can be things didn't go as planned or we, we, you know, missed the mark here, but we learned this and that allows us, that allowed us to figure out how to do things better for next time. And that's just as important to that interviewer or recruiter to hear, you know, how you've learned from these experiences that once again has prepared you well for that next role. And then of course, the end of those, your interviews, you want to make sure you have questions to pre prepare to ask the hiring committee or manager at the end of the interview, because interviewing is a two-way street and it's just as important that the interviewer, you know, asks you questions and, and gets to determine how qualified you are for the role, how well you may fit into the organizational culture. But on the other hand, it is equally as important for you to be able to ask your questions of the interviewer or the different colleagues and employees at that company to determine if this role is right for you and if you could see yourself working with these people and contributing to the mission of this organization. So a few questions that are some of my favorites in case you need some of those go-to ones at the end of the interview. So one could be, what improvements would you like to see in this organization and what could the person in this position do to help make that happen? Another one is, what do you think would be my biggest challenge in this position? And another one would be, how will you measure success in this position after a year? Or how will you know I've been successful? So make sure you have thoughtful questions prepared, I would say at least somewhere in the range of two to five. Um, you could you usually are able to ask probably two or three at the end of that first phone screen, but start to prepare those thoughtful questions and make sure if there's any gaps of information that you need or don't have about the company, you get those gaps filled and you get your questions answered from being able to take time at the end of your interview to better understand the role expectations and how you would fit in the larger puzzle of this organization.
Lastly, I want to talk about UCLA One and networking. UCLA One is our Bruin exclusive online platform to allow you to connect with more Bruins around the world working in a variety of industries. It is our own platform exclusively for current students, alumni, faculty and staff, and Bruin community members. So the website is ucla1one.com. Simple as that. Once you go to UCLA One, if you've never been on the website before or have not set up your profile, UCLA One makes it super easy to be able to sync your profile with either, I believe it's LinkedIn, your um, Facebook or Google account to get things up and running. Once your profile's up and running on UCLA One, I highly recommend when you're on the homepage, click on the directory tab on the left-hand side. This directory tab is your own online directory of Bruins. So once you're in the directory, you can see on the right-hand side, you can filter down search results for the type of alumni, other alumni you wanna connect with. So you can filter by use in the UCLA tab, you can select by what they majored in or their de the degree they earned at UCLA. You can filter by industry. So looking at alumni that are working in a particular industry, either if that's the industry you're currently in or an industry that you're looking to go into, if you're making a career change, you can also add different identity-based filters. So for example, if you know the alum was a part of AAP during their time at UCLA, or if they are LGBTQ+. So those are some things that you can add in those filters to narrow down your search results to find alumni who you can connect with for informational interviews and networking. After you've spent some time searching through the directory on UCLA One, you can then take a look at the many job postings that are available exclusively for Bruins through this platform. So back on the home, on the home screen and on the main feed, if you click on jobs on the left-hand side, you will be able to have access to over 200 postings from a variety of employers. I would highly encourage those that are job seeking to take a look at the job opportunities within UCLA One, because that means that employers have you know, interacted with uh, Alumni Affairs and the Career Center to make sure that their, their opportunities are posted to hire Bruins. From there, you can also click on the Groups tab on the left-hand side of the homepage and explore the many groups available to you as part of the platform. For example, there's many industry-based groups such as Bruins in Entertainment, Bruins in Law, Bruins in Nonprofit, as well as school-affiliated groups. For example, thinking about our different professional schools, there are groups that are specifically for alumni or community members of some of our professional schools. And lastly, you can click on the Resources tab on the left-hand side to have access to a few of our resources such as job shadowing and skills building opportunities, UCLA One platform tutorials for those of you that are new to UCLA One and getting more familiar with the platform, as well as some resources on our career video programming and past uh, career videos that we have done. Thank you for listening and we wish you the very best in your professional goals for the new year. If you enjoyed this Career Tips episode, once again, subscribe to Bruin Success, tell a friend and share your support on social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when we're back with Max Barnes, Communications Manager at the San Francisco Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development. This podcast was made possible by UCLA alumni.